Welcome to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I'm Daniel with my co-host Matthew. Um, Matthew, got a good one tonight. But first, how you been, dude? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Been a good weekend. How about you? Pretty good, man. You got um. So you got spring break coming up or Easter? I mean Easter break. Or do you no, guys not do it? The colleges did that already. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so never mind. So I was I was gonna hype him up and uh, swing and a miss. Um, and for me. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so uh, and my kids obviously are students, as usually they are. Um, so I'll have mine at home doing theirs, and I'll be working. Fun times. Uh, nonetheless, uh, got another good one for you tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about, well, first off, man, what was our homework? Uh, yes, so our homework was to, was to listen to Sam Smith. That's it. So, uh, brief history on Sam Smith. Um, maybe get a little depiction of his musical life here. So, he's uh, born in 1992 in London, England. Um, he got a start. I guess he started releasing music. It was in 2008. He released a couple singles. Um, says his, he broke through in 2012. Um then let me see if there's a way to see his most popular stuff. Um, according to Spotify, his most popular song is probably the newest one that blew up recently because of TikTok. It was um, Unholy, which is uh, you know a popular song. So everybody knows that one. Some other songs of his that you may know. I'm Not the Only One, Too Good at Goodbyes, Stay With Me, and... Um, the other top five songs, I'm not here to make friends, which is mm. a off his newer album. Right. But um yeah, so again again Sam Smith and um a little bit of history with it with him. There's a couple songs I've liked. Um I know he's I think he's the biggest he's ever been now because he released that big song and like I said went over all over TikTok and stuff mm. and now he's the fifteenth most listened to artist in the world. And I can only imagine it was really? not that. Yeah, probably before that song. I can believe it. Mm. Yeah, I said that new, his new song is everywhere. Yeah, well, and I do want to say this. Uh, Matthew drops the knowledge on you every week with the, uh, with his homework on, on our homework, uh, giving you backgrounds on who we're listening to, what we're talking about. I'll say this about Sam Smith. I don't know much about Sam Smith. Now, I listened to him this week. Pardon me, guys. I'm rearranging my chair. Um, man... The uh, the song that like put him on the map a handful five six seven years ago whenever it was it's been a while now was it a slow song was mm-hmm. it uh, somebody to love or what no not was somebody to love you know what I'm talking about yeah um well obviously I think anybody's lying to you if they said they don't like that song and I don't I don't care what genre you are you can have long hair and uh, be a heavy mm-hmm. metal person you know the lyrics of that song uh, it's just one of those songs that you get. Once or twice, every generation where everybody knows uh, uh, can hum along to it, sing the lyrics or what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I and then I, Courtney was telling me, my wife was telling me how big his uh, new song was. Uh, and I say new loosely uh, last few months, I guess, maybe. Um, and I went and listened to it and uh, it sounded like uh, every movie that I've ever seen where the uh, uh, that's got about music 
where they open, they do new music and it sounds really weird. Like they go off pace or something. Uh, it didn't sound anything like the other stuff that, uh, or some of the earlier stuff I was listening, just me personally. Um, but, uh, I thought it was weird as hell, mm-hmm. but oddly enough, as weird as it was, um, by the second time hearing it, I'm just like, damn it. It's kind of catchy. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I thought there was a lot of catchy stuff there. Yeah. Um, I said, I, I, I know you did the, um, I'm a big James Bond fan. So you did the, the song to the movie Spectre. Really? Uh, yeah. So that. Uh, that was a big one for him. Um, that particular song is, let me find the title of it. Is it leaves me now is, um, writing on the wall. Mm. Writing on the wall, writings on the wall. Yeah, so, uh, so that's the one I was uh, familiar with. Yeah, and like I said, I know just big songs. Like I said, I'm not the only one. Too good a goodbye. Stay with me are the uh, his big songs. At least before his newest one that I had you know familiar with. Um, it's a going in a little bit of history coming out of it. Um, he's, de- he's definitely good. I mean, he's definitely one of the. You can't say he's you know obviously still in, like my top pop artist, but um, but uh, he's definitely you know a lot of uh, slow piano ballady type of stuff, and I think that's what British pop singers probably do the best. He's you know, got a Adele. voice made for it. Yeah, Adele. I mean, yeah, Adele. I mean, and Sam Smith and a lot of the people I'm leaving off. You know that that's just kind of what they do mm-hmm. as far as you know re-releasing those uh, big piano ballad type of uh, pop songs, right? And, um, but yeah, he's very talented. He's someone I said, obviously a lot of respect for. And, and, and like I said, I know he's, I think this is, like I said, the biggest he's ever been. So he's definitely on the rise now um, with his newest stuff. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Very, very good singer. Uh, again, he's made for it. I keep saying that, but it, it definitely is. He's made for that kind of, uh, that kind of genre, that kind of ballad, ballad, uh, those songs. Yeah. Uh, again, his first one's very catchy, or I shouldn't say first one. The one that put him on the map is very, very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, very familiar with that one before I started doing my, uh, listening to him. Um, it's not my cup of tea and I hate to do this. I know I say this a lot, which I really mean it when I say it. Uh, it's one of those deals. I went back and listened. It's not my stuff, but it, uh, it's very easy to see why he, Matthew mentioned he's one of the top 15, 20, uh, uh, most listened to artists in the world. Uh, and that is very easy to see. Uh, the guy is unreal. So, uh, what I want to ask you, how old is he, dude? Probably 92. So he's probably 30. Oh, wow. It's crazy. He, uh, and I mean no disrespect by this. Um, I'm just calling it like I see it. I mean, we wouldn't if we don't say things interesting. We don't have a podcast, um, but uh, or maybe we do. Just nobody will listen. Uh, but no, he does not look like he sounds to me. I don't know what he should look like, but to me, he looks like the guy I go to high school with that I see uh, at the gas station a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he just he's not that a. a, a and not that he's a ugly guy or bad looking human or anything like that. He's, you know, I don't mean anything like that. He looks very, very ordinary. He doesn't look like what he sounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, I, I guess that could, I guess that could be the same with, you know, with when Adele first came out, you yeah. know, kind of, you know, yep. That's a good uh, point. just like a normal, you know, good looking person, normal person. Yeah. And, normal. And, uh, and like I said, they just have this, you know, unbelievable talent. Yeah. You know, they all they sound very, very good. Of course. Um, 
and like in like in I mean, he's definitely got the voice obviously to you know the shows he's got talent you know, and like i said he's um you know i can't say I, like you mentioned like all all of his songs are for me like i said you know sure. i can't really you know ballads are good and all and you know we all have a place but uh i think a lot of his are that way mm-hmm. um so like i said so, so i can't say i'm the biggest fan of him but like yeah. I said, definitely walking away he's you know definitely like an artist i'll probably you know keep tabs on and if there's anything was to come up or arise you know i would definitely um give it a try well give it a try it, listen it's like you have to and again there's nothing wrong with that i think any i think the ballad uh, and I know you can, it's kind of a cross, uh, genre thing because you, we all know what it is when we hear it, like whether it be country pop, uh, rock and roll, like you, the ballad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's kind of one of those things where everybody loves a good ballad, like a very catchy, good ballad. But, um, but at the same time, like, uh, you can't overdo it. And I know some of our, and I don't know any offhand. I'd have to really think about this one might be for another episode, but I know some of the, uh, 80s hair guys that i like they might have too many ballads some of them yeah. uh and it's just like hey man uh write a good one here and there don't try to do too many like y- y- you know it- it's um you can like have a bunch of fillers for like uh rock songs but like i hate when those bands will have or and not just rock pop whatever but i hate when they have fillers that are um there's nothing worse than me than a filler ballad you know yeah yeah i know you, I, yeah i said it a lot you know Putting one on there when they're worthwhile, yeah, right. and then yeah, just kind of pick your battle. Your, yeah, I mean, on Def Leppard, I know they've, I think they've mm. said this a lot that you know after they got successful with like Pyromania and stuff, they, I think they went down the ballad track, and I mm. think you know, I mean, I think that's kind of where they're for them, especially where their bread is buttered. I mean, there's you know, that's they have a lot of good ones, but they also have like, I mean, my favorite is. Um, have you ever needed someone so bad? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that I cannot stand of theirs is Two Steps Behind, mm-hmm. which is a, a acoustic mm-hmm. ballad of theirs, and it's just not, just not good. Well, let me let me stop real fast. Uh, uh, so Matthew said something that I've never heard um, many people say. Well, I should say never. That don't even make sense. I've not heard many people say. Matthew said bread is buttered. That is the correct term, folks, if you keep a score at home. Most of uh, people you hear say bread and butter, which makes no sense when you think about it. But a lot of people say that for whatever reason. I say that. Like, hey, that's your bread and butter, which, uh, again, it is bread. Uh, bread is buttered. So just, you know, I know you came to this podcast for that and not music, but uh, I want to make sure you hear that. we got to give you a little comedy um, or you know, what the hell are you listening to us for? But no, uh, again, I agree with you on all that. Uh, you're hundred percent correct. Um, and I do know like one, and I don't want to get down another rabbit hole cause we got a great topic tonight, but I do know a problem. A lot of the bands that I listen to today, uh, because you and I both are very good at, at sorting out, uh, seeking out, uh, eighties style, uh, new bands, uh, like, cause me and Matthew, we, we're, we're, we're suckers for hair metal. Um, so we, we do uh, uh, seek out like, um, like foreign bands who still, still do that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, if you, if you're one of those like us, well, one thing you'll notice is a lot of problems they'll have is they try to do too many ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll try to do too much. And, and, uh, of course it's so hard for them because 
there's uh it's just a hard thing because most of them have been covered and i know that's not probably not the right thing to say but you can go write a kick-ass rock and roll song and um that you've not heard before even if you've heard it kind of before mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh well they've got their twist or, or it's kind of like oh it's a little different but uh, the thing about the ballads is like if it sounds anything like another ballad like it's like generic as hell and you're like oh nope that sucks that sounds too yeah. much like um, headed for a heartbreak or you know that sounds too much like this or that that sounds too much like november rain um but i guess you guys get my gist um so uh but sam smith going back to that very ordinary looking person uh and i do love that about him i think that's one thing i like oh and also before i go for, too far and forget uh, if you do hear a sound tonight, me and Matthew are toying around uh, in our studio, and I like to say studio because it's really just uh, my barn, uh, but in our studio, uh, it's kind of hot today. We've got a fan going. We've tested it. You don't really hear it in the background. So if you think you hear something, it's the fan. And if it's louder than what we are anticipating, I do apologize. Uh, we'll correct it before the next episode, if that is the case. Nonetheless, Sam Smith looks very ordinary, um, and I like that about him, man. I think that's one thing I do yeah. like about him. You know, sometimes it sucks. Like, I love Adam Lambert, um, but one thing that pisses me off about people like Adam Lambert, and I, this is really vague, I, I know, but you're like, man, to have that voice and to be that good looking of a person, uh, you know, uh, a mm. Beyonce or, or some of those, you're like, damn it, how the prettiest people on earth shouldn't be able to sing like that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand, I understand what you mean. Um, but yeah, I said so. Um, again, just to wrap it up, I mean, again, Sam Smith, obviously very talented. Um, not necessarily, you know, I guess, but, you know, his stuff isn't one I'll revisit often, but like I said, it's something that I will revisit, you know, every time, every now and again. And sure. Anytime, I know you just released a new album, so we did, you know, I was listening to a little bit of that. Um, so, so um, yeah, so again, with some, somebody to check out. And if you okay. haven't checked them out either out there, uh, please do do it do it do it hey uh dude we've got a good topic tonight uh we've got a hella good topic tonight and uh we were uh we didn't have a topic until like a day or two ago and uh of course we you know not that we plan it out and have meetings or anything like that but we do usually uh, have a direction uh sometime during the week where we could think about it well uh, I was thinking we were going to have a freestyle episode. Well, Matthew, come up with a damn banger of a, of a thought. And, uh, dude, I'll let you take it away, man. So, yeah. So, um, I guess my original train of thought was to think about, um, well, for those, I'm pretty sure worldwide. So, um, WrestleMania is this weekend, you know, big yeah. wrestling event. So, I was thinking, well, is there some way to tie those things together? Um, music and wrestling and i think i know we talked about entrance songs maybe well probably last year around mm-hmm. this time yeah um but i know you can't redo really that again and there's nothing really else i mean this it would have been too niche so mm-hmm. i thought a little more broadly in a bar and so i pretty much came to the conclusion that we should take four bands um of any genre of a particular segment of music and try to, to debate uh, who's the best out of the four. Nice. So, and I, I think the way I, I was thinking about it is that it shouldn't be just our four favorite bands because that would have of course. been boring to argue about. Of course. So, um, so we decided to do the, what we feel is the big, biggest four hair metal bands. Yep. And don't judge us. This is our, our opinion. Yeah. Which, I, and I think ultimately, I think, I mean, give or take hair metal band, yeah. I think these are all 
probably the biggest. I would I mean, think definitely, and I would think uh, financially uh, would be yeah. supported by our choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so not number one, but the first group that we'll we'll read off all four. So, yep. um, one is Guns and Roses. Yep, yep. Uh, two Motley Crue, mm-hmm. three Poison, and four is Bon Jovi. Okay, dude, I want to ask you this. Uh, how do you want to go about it? We're going to pick one tonight uh, out of these groups, and, uh, and I know we're going to talk about them, uh, so I'm excited to do this. Do we go to, do we go to uh, head-to-head and then go to our final two? How do you want to do it? Um, well, I would say, yeah, we can, we can uh, do it that way. Okay. So, so I would say, and this is we just obviously on the fly. Yeah, uh, with those out there. So, um, well, because for me, because I, when I was originally pitching the idea of like the top four hair metal bands, I didn't have Bon Jovi and GNR in there. Sure. I had Cinderella and well, I have Cinderella and White Snake. Yeah. And for me, the reason why I didn't think about Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi, even though they are hair metal, or at least sure. Well, number one, I don't necessarily think of GNR as a hair metal, hair metal band. I don't either, but I think the world disagrees with us. Well, because I, I know if, if they're like if they're in like you know they're on Spotify, they're in the hair metal sure. genre. You know, they're on whatever their hair metal playlist is. Yeah, but for me, they don't. I mean, they do sound they sound different, right? I guess instead of saying what well, they sound similar to them, right? They just sound like cause they're really bluesy. Axel's not a traditional hair metal style singer doesn't have crazy range or you know right. anything sure like a beautiful voice you know um so they just they're almost closer to like an aerosmith or like yeah a little bit more hey like a heavier aerosmith or like not led zeppelin but you know like a, yeah i know a bluesy rock band sure and they're not you know so that's why i didn't mention think of them and bon jovi i know they've kind of i don't want to say matured well probably matured past hair metal might be the correct term they don't yeah I mean, if you see them nowadays, they obviously don't look the same, but no. they're old men. They're Bon Jonathan Jovi. Yeah, they're <laughs> yes, they're just not. I mean, they kind of shed that hair metal skin a long time ago. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't really think of them for that either. But oh, I like that. I well, you're definitely saying. right. Yeah. You know. Well, I, it's okay. So I want to I want to hit on that for a second because I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like when I think of uh, hair metal, because because. Uh, what you mentioned, White Snake. White Snake's one of the first things I think of when I think of hair metal. Now, yeah. uh, especially if you if we were to get more uh, specific and say hair metal songs, like the biggest hair metal songs, of course, uh, White Snake would be on there. Yeah. Um, but now with GNR, because again, I think me and Matthew are on the same page here, and hopefully you are at home, and you might disagree with us because obviously most people do. Uh, anytime you look up hair metal, whether it be on uh, so uh, you look up in the search engine and find like the biggest hair metal bands, you look up. Uh, their genre guns and roses always pops up in there and obviously bon jovi as well um but i don't think of, i'm like you dude i don't think of it like that I, I just uh for some reason uh and maybe it's because when i think of the hair metal i think of like when that hair metal era came to a close like their these people's peaks came to a close like the hair metal i think of it's like hey they were there for a, a good time not for a long time mm-hmm. and that's over with um, besides our foreign bands we listen to today, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it is. We think like that. Uh, but again, uh, that's obviously not the case. Now I want to pitch it like this to you, Matthew. Uh, so here's what I was hoping to do with you. You agree with the two on two. I love that. Um, one thing I'd like to throw at you first, let's do GNR versus poison. All right. Well, yeah, I was going to say that 
because out the out of the four, okay, there's two that are like true blue hair metal bands, and yep. they've always been that way ever yep. since the '80s, and that's Poison and Motley Crue. Sure, I yeah. would say they've always kind of you know flew the flag. They've always just of course you know they've always they've never matured it, matured past it. No, nope. uh, even like I know Saints of Los Angeles was a little bit. They kept their sleaze. Was a little bit uh maybe like a, a little bit heavier, a little bit different, but yeah. ultimately you know they've never been bigger than the hair metal as far as like you know right that whole persona sure so um so i'd say yeah stick a hair metal group against the other that's what i was thinking non, right or you know non-traditional hair metal all right so I, and i'm with you so it seems like we're on the same page if we do uh so first up we've got a head well they're both heavyweight matchups but we've got guns and roses versus poison now i, I and i'm gonna let you lead i want to say this i'm excited for this I've seen both of these bands live. I know that's a flex, uh, but I've seen both of these bands live, uh, and the both great shows. And obviously, you you know it's obviously a great show, and everybody's heard of the band in the world. Um, but mm-hmm. dude, take it away, man. Which one are you? What are you going with here? What, what's your takes on these both? So I'm just both uh, so just so again both. Well, Guns and Roses is uh, obviously from California. Yeah, I know Poison is from from. Um, Pennsylvania. Okay. I want to say they're from Pennsylvania. At least I know uh, George, My- not George Michael, Brett Michael. <laughs> I say not talking about him too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe another time. Another time. Yeah, another, but, uh, another, time another time again. Definitely not hair metal. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I know George Michael. I want to say half the group. I want, you know, I so, know that. that's cool. Because um, I watched uh, Behind the Music ages ago. And I actually want to mention Guns N' Roses, according to Spotify, their top songs okay so um from five to one uh don't cry uh which is probably my favorite out of this list uh don't cry november rain paradise city welcome to the jungle and sweet child of mine mm. um and again poison like i said hailing from uh pennsylvania and i want to say that it is true they're pennsylvania not cc he can I think he can be joined later but uh, from a bar <laughs> yeah yeah a bar somewhere um <laughs> But they moved to LA to get, you know, to actually pursue music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, five to one, um, Fallen Angel, Unskinny Bop, Talk Dirty to Me, Nothing But a Good Time, and Every Rose Has a Thorn. Isn't that two way different kind of lists? Definitely. <laughs> uh, and like I said, it's, and obviously, all that's 80s. Of course. True Blue 80s stuff. Um, I think the only song from the 90s is Unskinny Bop, and that's from 1990. Wow. Um, everything else is 80s. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say, just looking at the, I, their respective list, it's definitely the listens are way different. They're, of course, uh, Poison's number one song in Every Rose Has a Storm only has like 250 million. GNR, uh, Sweet Child of Mine, has 1.4 billion. Oh, wow. Never mind. So, uh, I get what you're saying now. Yes. Yeah, so, so, like, I think just from that point, Guns N' Roses is way, way popular. And I think they've, yeah. just to kind of um, compare the two briefly, I think, well, it's very obvious GNR is more relevant. Yeah. Even, I, I know it kind of helps that, you know, most half the group is the original group, you know, uh, you know, and uh, because if, if you want to think about it, like when it was just Axel, they were, and they were still popular, obviously. Right. But not as popular as they are now. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, man, I can't get over how different those top five songs are for both of them. 
and I guess what I'm thinking of is my mood. Like, uh, yeah. I like the GNR better. I'm, I mean, I like both of them. I like the GNR better. But um, when I think of that poison one, it makes me happy. Yeah. It's weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Fallen Angels maybe like, Fallen Angel is probably my favorite out of those 10, honestly. Yeah. As yeah. far as, like, like the song I only, like, pick and choose and play out of those five or ten, just like you know, if I had a playlist of those ten, I'll probably choose that one, mm-hmm. just because. Uh, and I think, and I guess, goes to show as far as hair metal groups, yeah, they are. But just between Poison and GNR, they are a true blue hair metal group. Yeah, like they 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 stuck right there. That's their thing. Like GNR, they they made it through grunge and like uh, and were still uh, because they weren't. Uh, and I go back to this is an opinion thing. Uh, and I, again, me and Matthew are talking about we don't see them as hair metal. Uh, they're not like true blue hair metal. Like again, if they made it through the grunge, then there's something more there. Um, and uh, of course, we both see that. But and I think about the concerts. I've seen both of them live. And like thinking about the concerts, when I think of GNR, I think of like it was all ages. Uh, you might have had a grandpa there, like uh, head banging, like getting to it. And you also might have had like a uh, a 14 year old who who's you know getting to it loving it yeah. and uh, and i think of it like and then when i went to the poison concert uh the thing i remember most is there was this big group of older uh, uh motorcycle guy and i say motorcycle gang i don't know they all had their their cuts on uh you know their leather jackets uh and they were their wives and they're all a little bit older uh and i say a little bit older you know i was uh 19 20 at the time so and they were probably 50 uh but they had like their wives and they were dancing the whole time with their wives and stuff. And of course, uh, guns and roses. You didn't really, you don't see anybody dancing like husbands and wives really dancing to that. Uh, yeah. uh and I guess you could, you go November rain and stuff like that. Don't you cry? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's just two different vibes, man. Yeah. And, uh, and two good vibes. Like I, you know, not to neglect either one. Um, I think that is one of those situations where they are similar is, uh, nobody really praises either singer for some extravagant yeah. voice, but they're both great front men. Uh, and I, I uh, personally, I like both singers, but I, I personally also, I think Axel is a very talented person in his own right in a weird yeah. way. Um, it's just, and you can't explain why he's talented or why it's unique, but it, you just know it is. Um, so I think uh, Axel might be a little bit more talented, Brett. But uh, you know, one thing I'll say about Brett: you won't find a better looking human in music than Brett Michael. Um, he is uh, extravagant look. Like he is the uh, picture. He's the poster boy for that '80s hair metal. Um, mm. The the look and the, the yeah. Coolest. I'll say he's the prototype of. He's the prototype because I mean, let's not argue about good looks for Kit Wingers, but the best look. Well, yeah, we or. We, Kip don't Someone get we'll talk this. about in a second, John. He don't Bond. count. He's on another level. Yeah, uh, <laughs> other or John Bond, which is another yes, one. That's true. But uh, as far as like the prototype, as far as like okay, this is a hair metal band yeah. in the lab, whatever. It's going to be Brett Michaels, that yeah. blonde bomber. I agree. Oh, you know what? And that might be a good poll one day for us. Like we poll people, uh, and I'm sure it's probably out there. We can find it. But um, man, I would or you, say, or you, or you make. Like, oh yeah, we, like we make a prototype hair metal. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, that too. That that. Well, that's a good point too. I like that. But what I was thinking is like, what people? Who would people would find better looking? Uh, Brett Michael, John, uh, John Bon Jovi. Uh, well, and Kip Winger, which I think Kip Winger 
uh, he wouldn't finish first only because he's not as popular. But I think if um, yeah. if you took uh, if it was a blind taste test, uh, you know, so to speak, yeah. uh, that there were nobody knew any of them. Um, I'm not saying that everybody would choose Kip, but I think Kip would be just as popular as either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I think uh, I would love to hear people who don't know him uh, decide on that because I think you can't go wrong with either three. And uh, they're yeah. three so they're so good looking of people that uh, even if someone chooses your third pick of the three, then you're like, well, I see what they're saying. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a lot easier. Yeah, you, you don't argue. Yeah, that. you can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, I think, uh, long story short, for me, um, getting to the point, um, I'm going to go Guns N' Roses as well. Uh, and uh, and this is from someone who likes poison a lot. Um, well, I actually haven't said, said my point, said my choice. Oh, you didn't say okay. No, no, no. All right. So, well, no, you, you can go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go poison. Uh, my choice. I mean, excuse me, Guns N' Roses, my choice. And I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that it's the. Uh, I, I guess I just personally like if if I'm if I think of my list of uh, my favorite bands of all time. And uh, and I don't know where they both rank on it. I really don't. But I would say Guns N' Roses goes before Poison. Now I will say this, uh, and you can take it for what it's worth. I probably like more Poison songs than I do Guns N' Roses songs. Yeah, I know that. You know what I mean? Because I know we've talked about it. Where like they're bigger albums, you know. So uh, Use Your Illusion one yeah. and two. Yeah. They're not like most of the songs on there. Cause I, I don't know how many songs are 36. I'm out. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's a lot between the two. Uh, they're not like more than half the songs aren't really that like you don't revisit. Right. Let me put it that way. You don't revisit For half, sure. the, half those songs or I mean, some like Silver War and I can't even remember any other song off there top of my head. Oh, uh, November Rain, Don't Cry, I think. Um, they're just not like I said, they're just not you don't revisit those. Mm-hmm. Um and Poison, like I said, I think that most of their songs, if you have to admit, like are pretty solid. They're yeah. pretty good. I mean, I know like I think Guns N' Roses is, is peak is higher. Off I think it's there you go. as you as I mentioned, like I said, they're kind of top songs. So it's in so and just uh, and so I mentioned Don't Cry 400 million listens mm-hmm. November Rain 750 million wow Paradise City 860 million Welcome to the Jungle 900 million Good and Lord. I said Sweet Child of Mine is 1.4 billion Good gracious uh, Poison uh, Fallen Angels 41 million Unskinny Bop 66 million Talk Dirty to Me is 99 million Nothing but a Good Time is 148 million and Avery Rose has a thorn is two hundred sixty million. Wow! So now one of those songs would be in GNR's top five. Yeah, I, well, that sums it up. And I, well, you just—I think you kind of said it right here. And you correct me if I—you didn't mean it this way. But uh, so I think the lesson here for me is um, Guns and Roses' peak uh, goes—it shoots past Poison like uh, you know another million miles, but. When we go, we talked about a little little bit last week about peaks and valleys when we're talking about Kiss and uh, a the ninth track on a random Poison album that's a kind of a filler type song uh, is a lot better than that ninth track on the Guns N' Roses uh, album that's a filler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like their their lows aren't as low as Guns N' Roses, but Guns N' Roses highs are higher. Yeah, yeah. That's and um, so for me, 
I would I would I would actually side with poison. That's oh wow! Probably for uh, that reason. Well, and I think because I was uh, as I, I think I was thinking about this, you know, the, the topic and stuff. Poison is a hair metal group to me. Yeah, like in Guns N' Roses, I mean, they're definitely '80s uh, hard rock. If you want, you know, but like I just don't let's say again as much. Just probably just me. Where I I don't think of them in the hair metal genre, you know I know they are grouped in there, mm-hmm. but and I think it's been put this way where they kind of since they're they're almost in between the eighties the hair and right. the grunge because right. they're heavier than hair metal but not as dirty and grungy as grunge music you know right. they're they're not like I said they're not Nirvana by no means but they're not they're not poison either yeah. so. Uh, for me, I would necessarily, I would necessarily choose Poison, um, but I think just with Guns N' Roses being the biggest of the two, and they're still relevant, and I think what Poison falls victim to is kind of other like true blue hair metal groups that mm-hmm. they just kind of they just can't like keep it going. Yeah, like yeah, like I can't. I don't even know the last album uh, Poison has released. And actually, actually, I have it right here. Um, it's 2007 was poisoned. Oh, um, didn't know and that. And I can't say. Oh, well, that was actually a cut. That was actually uh, a cut. I don't think it was actually a cover album. Oh, really? Because uh, they they cover, cover their own songs. <laughs> well, they covered Suffer, Suffragette City, which I think is uh, I'm Bowie, good. Rock and roll all night. Your mama don't dance, which is theirs definitely theirs uh holly weird it may be actually their last original okay so that was 2002 but like i said they fall victim to every other hair metal group you know you know other than some of the outliers like like striper who's still going pretty solid and yeah uh you know they just kind of fall off and they don't put out relevant stuff yeah and guns roses not saying they've released anything relevant either but they you know, but they are still like in the in the lexicon of music. You know, they yeah. still have these big selling concerts and stuff. And Poison doesn't necessarily have that, unless it's like Poison and Def Leppard and like you know. Yeah, but you know what? Huge lineup. Who's to say? And I'm not projecting here. I don't. I really don't know. And I'm. I probably disagree with myself. I don't really know. Um, who's to say if Guns N' Roses never breaks up, never has uh, the drama that they have? If they just keep going and flowing um, and probably not putting out much music because, I mean, let's be honest, they never, they didn't put out much music before um, and they had a hard time releasing albums. Uh, who's to say that they are not in the same position? You know what I'm saying? You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, are they are they uh, hoisted up like like they are now? Because, uh, again, we've mentioned this on the show. Uh, one reason that they're such a big deal today is because nobody thought they'd be ever seeing them together again. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you have to wonder sometimes, uh, would they be in the same position if uh, they had never broke up for 20 years, uh, 20 plus years, actually? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. What you, yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's hard but, to say. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, out of GNR and Poison. Um, GNR, I'll say they go move forward. Okay. As far as an hour, uh, yeah. And I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Our little, it's uh, not an easy choice. Four way here. Yeah. All right. So Um, you heard it live. Matthew said it. I agree. GNR moves forward. GNR moves forward. On to another one.
which to um, make it clear, and I just probably thought of this now. Okay. Voice is probably my favorite out of the four, honestly. Really? Uh, I never knew that about you. Uh, well, I again, these aren't my favorite hair metal bands. Sure. And neither of these four are. You're honestly. picking out of your options. Yeah. Yeah. So out of these four, they're probably my favorite. Okay. Um, and I and I went through phases with all of them, honestly. Um, as far as like you know, got into them and analyzed them and really sure. sucked it in. But uh, I just thought of this now because, like I said. And I think this is what makes it a good exercise. That way, it's not just like our favorite four, because mm-hmm. you know mine would be in a future one. We'll probably do which is like the B level hair metal groups. Sure, B as in better, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so again, um, moving forward here. Um, all right, so Bon Jovi. I start with them. Obviously, they're from New Jersey. Um, and okay, so their top five songs. Um, and I'll say the uh, the um, listens to. So okay. Wanted Dead or Alive is number five. So it's five to one. Of Wanted course. Dead or Alive. That's, that's their number. That's their five. Wow. Three hundred and forty-seven million. A song called Always, which I'm not too familiar with, honestly. I'm blown away Four, already. Four hundred fourteen million. It's My Life, which is six hundred sixty million. You Give Love a Bad Name, eight hundred and thirty-five million. And living on a prayer, one point one billion. I think East Carolina University makes uh, living on a prayer what it is. I joke, but uh, the football team does that song every game. Like I think maybe the fourth quarter. I don't really know. They they sing the whole crowd. The student section sings that song. But nonetheless, Mm. uh, uh, and I want to say just for you who might be just joining us, we're doing at this point we're doing Bon Jovi versus Motley Crue. Crue. So Matthew just read Bon Jovi's. Um, I am blown away by that because uh, I would have. 100% 100% said uh, one of Dead or Lives are number one. Well, I, th- I would figure Living on a Prayer would be just, you know, but one of Dead or Lives, I would say, is probably would have been like third, okay. at least halfway. Yeah. But, uh, um, but It's My Life is like a big song, too. Yeah, that's kind of um, like they're, they they were uh, you know, on the way out and they're reaching for straws and I mean, they that hit was like that. the early 2000s. Yeah, too, they hit it out of the park one more time. Um, yeah, so uh, Motley Crue, again, True Blue California hair metal band. Of course. Um, five to one, Shout Out the Devil is 129 million. Home Sweet Home, 187 million. Dr. Feel Good, 185 million. Girls, 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 225 million. And Kickstart My Heart, 477 million. Hmm. Um, so again, Motley Crue versus uh, Bon Jovi. Again, I think. Uh, my crew, a true blue hair metal band. They've never, they've always flown the flag, I guess, put it that way. Um, you know, they've had, uh, you know, all the makeup, the big hair, and then, they, and they, I think they did evolve a little bit, um, you know, because they did release, um, Saints of Los Angeles. And I'm check and see their most up to their newest album. Well, Saints of Los Angeles was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, you know, original stuff because um, they have released like a live album since yeah. then. But, um, you know, but again, so Saints of Los Angeles was their newest. And Bon Jovi, who, again, has shed the skin of hair metal. They've yeah. probably um, not really a big, you know, they've just shed that. You know, they don't almost, you know, that's like teen, like a teenage Bon Jovi kind of a thing. Yeah. That's like before they got mature and changed. Um, their most recent album was actually a couple years ago, 2020. 
can't say I listened to it. Okay, don't know any songs off of it. Bon Jovi's got an album or from 2020. Yep, 2020. had no idea. Um, I said so. One, I can't name any songs off of it. The their last album I actually listened to was The Circle, and that's 2009. Um, it's actually probably my wife's favorite hair mother group. Um, which not that she's you know connoisseur or anything. Um, but uh, for me, I guess for me, this matchup is. And this is when our personal preferences would like come into play. Cause for me, I maybe like five Bon Jovi songs, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, at least with Molly Crew, cause like I said, neither one are my top five, but uh, Molly Crew just way has way more songs than I like. Yeah. I mean, probably my favorite isn't even in their top five, and that's uh, um, Jesus, can't remember the title of it now. This isn't my favorite, but like too uh, too fast for love mm-hmm. is a you know great one. Saints of Los Angeles is a great song. Yeah, um, if I die tomorrow, which mm. I think is off of Saints of Los Angeles, is a, is a one no. That's a, uh, um, is that uh, a little bit older, but yeah, go ahead. You're, uh, you're still a still newer one. Yeah, 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 newer song. Um, let me see. Um, no, that is. Uh, you, no, oh, you said that. Yeah, that is. That's the first single off. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. You're right. Yeah, that's that's um, to like that one. Trying to find again. This would be a lot easier if I was knew the name of this fucking song. Um, it happens to us all, man. Uh, Too young to fall in love. That's mm. my favorite. Yeah. Um, and again, like their greatest hits. I, you know, I think we were recording a podcast, and I had Red, White, and Crew kind of stashed away in a shelf, and you saw it and yep. pointed it out and. Uh, again, they just have more hit songs. Yep. Um, we won't talk about the John Karabi area, but uh, <laughs> but um, no, we won't. But in general, like I said, for me, like I said Bon Jovi's probably a bigger band. Honestly, I think their listens, you know, well, it's it's different because Bon Jovi's '80s stuff is, besides "It's My Life," is has way higher listens than Motley Crue's. Yeah, but. Molly Cruz, kind of like kind of like Poison and GNR, their catalog's way better. Mm-hmm. Like even like Saints of Los Angeles, which is you know fourteen years old, fifteen years old now, wow. uh, is like a really good album. Yeah, and Bon Jovi's released probably five albums since then. Yeah, and they're probably all shit. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Thing about Motley Crue, probably more than well, definitely more than any of these bands, they put out stuff uh, at the, as they've got into their latter years and uh it's still good as well as you mentioned uh saints of los angeles they put out an album called new tattoo uh first of the 2000s uh and actually the song new tattoo is one of my favorite uh uh motley Crue songs such a pretty song uh but they have so much good stuff bon jovi kind of reminds me of like they're like the florida georgia line of rock uh where it's just like oh we get it we heard this song a million times it's on everything like it's just like like i and i wasn't there and i know they have got some bangers uh and i i think the world i have so much the utmost respect for john bon jovi and his band but uh when i think of them i kind of think of them as like uh like yeah uh like they weren't as they they were bigger than the hair metal and like hair metal guys were like man you're not one of us and again i don't yeah. know it wasn't there you well, know what i'm saying man, but i guess for me it's like because uh it's I, I like if you were to take if we were to do like a like a ranking of like the biggest hair metal songs mm-hmm. which we can also do another topic um 
living on a prayer is probably going to be top three. Of course. Uh, number one is probably Sweet Child of Mine. Number two, you know. Could, I think a white snake when I think know, of like, it. Maybe here I go again. Yep. Number three, very well, could be, uh, uh, um, what's the fucking that Bon Jovi song I just mentioned? One in Dare Live? Yeah, no. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Living on a Prayer? Living on a Prayer, maybe yeah. top three. Sure. Biggest hair metal songs ever. Sure. Um, and, and again, that's probably my favorite Bon Jovi song. But I guess for me, it's just, I think that they've watered down their catalog by releasing just newer like Again, I can't say they shouldn't release new stuff because you know, they have fans that actually like like their stuff. I mean, they still tour and yeah. are very successful. You think because they're not sleazy? Like, I don't even look at them as sleazy. Well, well, yeah, I think that they've just like matured past hair metal. I mean, yeah, you know, that, that you know, and I think that's why Bon Jovi is probably still does very well. I imagine touring. Yeah, but it's almost on the back of their '80s stuff that they're so yeah. like they're still so popular, even though I mean John Bon Jovi. I think Justin Hawkins on his YouTube his, his YouTube channel again. Justin Hawkins rides again. Justin has, Hawkins rides, <laughs> which uh, he's mentioned uh, uh, again. Not maybe, maybe paraphrasing what he's saying. Uh, John Bon should probably just hang it up. <laughs> he's, yeah. not, he's just not. You know, he's not the best. Singer anymore? He's still good looking. Yeah, very good looking. Uh, probably <laughs> got that fifty or sixty now. Sixty one uh, or three. But uh, like I said, he's and the thing is, his eighties, like in his prime, he mm. he might be again, might be one of the best. Yeah, no kidding, no like, doubt, no doubt. Like my, well, no, my favorite John Bon Jovi song is "Runaway." I did say that. Yeah, and he's incredibly high on that song. Um, and again, uh, it's almost like a. Not an all star team, but it's like that team, you know, it's like uh, maybe like the Yankees were in the 90s, where a lot yeah. of it, you know, homegrown talent that was just really good. Sure. But, you know, but you also don't want to like them. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people opted no out the Yankees fans in the 90s. Of course. And people still are. And they're not like, from New York. <laughs> but yeah, part of uh, your, your family. They're Dallas Cowboys and New York Yankees fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Most people. But, um, but you don't want to like them. Yeah. Well, and also, too, one thing I do want to state, which I think this goes without saying, but uh, when we rank these, and, of course, we're going to get to a number one shortly, but uh, uh, we're talking about uh, this is the damn dream team of hair metal. Like, you know, yeah. these are easily uh, – somebody could have our choices completely backwards. Um, you know, this is all subjective, and – uh, all these are on this list for a reason because we were talking about the, yeah, the you know the damn Godfathers of this stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're very successful. Um, man, all, like all, well, maybe not GNR, but all started in the early eighties. Yeah, not like GNR was They're like eighty five. Yeah, eighty five, eighty six. Yeah. Um, so all again the like the Mount Rushmore hair metal band, of course. Um, even though like, they're not ours. I are uh, you can't re argue they're the biggest. Yeah, you can't argue it. You don't have to like it. You, you but the, we're talking about the biggest. Um, and you know, of course, if you have someone you uh, feel like should be on here, I guarantee you they will tell you that these are the uh, the Mount Rushmore, as Matthew said. Now, um, I'll say this: when I think about it, because I was uh, for whatever reason at this part of mine, um, when we think about uh, there's a concert going on tomorrow, um, you know, and all of them. Or who do you think 
Motley Crue is just as big as Bon Jovi uh, selling out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'll, I'll say, yeah. I'll say. And then Guns N' Roses is just as big as, well, Guns N' Roses proves it. I mean, they're what they're, they're probably the top out of those girls. Out of those four, yeah. yeah they're the biggest. And, and I mean, we we know firsthand that the tour we went to is the, top, the highest grossing tour of all time. Anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, they've. Four billion dollars? Like stadiums. Yeah, right. You know, like arenas. Exactly. Like, you know, sell it very, very. Like, and I think their most recent tour was even more expensive and even more popular. I can only imagine. Uh, so, so again, just to, to the two, again, Bon Jovi versus Motley Crue, I think it's pretty easy. All right. Who should move forward? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Motley Crue. Yeah. Okay. Crue. Yeah. And I will say this. Well, and I guess we'll get there in a second because we got another round. But uh, I'm going Motley Crue. I'll leave it at that for right now. Yeah, no Motley disrespect Crue. to uh, Bon Jovi. I've never been a huge Bon Jovi uh, fan, but I do like Bon Jovi stuff. And I think bon, John Bon Jovi is mega talented, like uh, yeah. very impressive. Um, again, uh, talent to looks ratio is off the charts. And like, out of these four, he's, he's, he's the best singer. Probably so. I mean, Axel has a big range. Vince Neil is... No, know, yeah, you know what? He take. is definitely the best singer. Yeah. By a long yeah, shot. Michaels isn't, you know... Yeah. Not the best voice, but yeah, I, I'll say inarguably. I think Brett might be the best at sex, just because yeah. of the show. But anyways. Um, <laughs> but... uh. <laughs> Yeah, so again, we don't rate best, those. The best singer is obviously quite out of the yeah, floor great. now. So, John Bond. But again, uh, has to be Motley Crue. Now, way, way more good songs. All right, so that brings up the next point, dude. We've yeah. got a uh, we got a championship between Motley Crue and who? Uh, GNR. And GNR. So, uh, all right, well, what are your thoughts on this? So, uh, we've already said they're top fives, and I think – GNR, well, GNR has the most listens out of all four. Yeah, like I said, I don't think, I think Molly, I don't think Molly Cruz top any one of their top fives would have made it into GNR's top five as far as listens, right? Based listens, listens alone, of course. So it's probably David versus Goliath a little bit here. Yeah, you know, but in that aspect, it is. Huh? Say one as far as the listens, but then again, um. Motley Cruz again, a hair metal band. Yeah, as you know, as as much as you could be, in GNR is more of like a just like an eighties hard rock band. Yeah, you know, like you know, they're just not. They're almost their own thing. Yeah, well, I think there's a there's a little bit of an element, and maybe this is why we feel different. There's this little element where, like, in the mid to late eighties. Uh, when hair metal was huge, like there was like some of this LA thing where, because I think they bridged the gap between the grunge and the hair metal, and not that they're yeah, grunge they at all. Are, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, there's this little bit of thing that happened in LA in the late '80s where like it wasn't really hair metal. It was just it got into like heavy rock, and um, yeah. you know it, it wasn't because. You, you will go going back to poison. Um, you think of like a uh, an unskinny bop or some of those songs that it's like all like you like can't even mention Guns N' Roses doing that. Well, like you hear it and it's almost just happy. Yeah, it's very like, happy. It just like again is all just happy. Yeah, Motley Crue still kind of you know more happier songs than others. You can't listen to you're not getting pumped up. Like nothing but a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You're gonna get these. Pissed yeah. off of that song? No, no. That, well, that's it. Exactly. There you go. There it is in a nutshell. You're not getting pissed off of that song. So, yeah, it's very happy. The 80s, uh, the hair metal, the hair metal uh, is very happy and, like, sexy and um, just 
there's no fun. violence to it. You know it's what I'm fun. saying? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, so, and again, so I think that hits null ahead. Now, when I think of those two, the final two, uh, GNR and Motley Crue, um, I, you know, I, I think I might've said this a while ago. I'm going to say it again. Uh, Motley Crue has way more songs that I love than any of these other four, uh, three combined. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole catalog. Matthew started hitting on some of the deeper ones past the five. Uh, I thought of uh, Too Young for Love's another. There's so many. Helter Skelter, Take they do a good version. Top. Take Me to the Top. Um, they got an ass load of ballads that are just unreal. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the thing about it is uh, uh, Vince Neil is probably the weakest singer on this board. Yeah, uh, and and I do like Vince Neil, of course. I, and I think it's one of those situations where he is perfect for the band. Um, and I think it might be weird if you hear anyone else. And then maybe it's just because you know Vince Neil's their guy. But uh, I, I think uh, v- Motley Crue, to me, out of those two, and I love both of these groups, uh, they, have high, they have just as high of highs, in my opinion, and their lows are nowhere near the lows of Guns N' Roses. Um, I think in a fight, Guns N' Roses wins. I think that was kind of proven a little bit in the 80s uh, between Vince and Axel. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, that's all speculation. It just depends on which side you hear. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google uh, Vince, Neil, and Axel Rose. There was a whole tiff. It's, it's a thing. Uh, but, uh, dude, I think I am go- coming out of this battle I am going Motley Crue, and I did not know I was going to do that going into this thing, but I think I'm going Motley Crue. I'm glad you said that, because I am too. Yeah. Because uh, looking at, like I said, so... They're ultimate hair metal. Yeah, I think, you know, again, at the end of the day, this is the top hair metal band we're arguing about here. And just looking at, like I said, since we're, again, ultimately it's the music. Yep. And, you know, again, of course. hair metal music. Um, just to look at kind of um, Motley Crue's biggest... Like their albums, comparing it to GNRs, because um, I kind of GNR they have six. Um, so again, just to go over Motley Cruz, Too Fast for Love, which is their debut. Um, is shot, that 81, 82? 81. 81. Uh, shot at the Devils, 83. Theater of Pain is 85. Girls, 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 87. Dr. Feelgood, 89. Then uh, self titled Motley Crue came out in 1994. Um, Generation Swine, which is uh, mm. John Karabi. That was yep. a 97. Some live stuff in between. And then the most recent, well, a new tattoo, 2000. Yep. Um, and again, uh, yeah. So t- and then Saints of Los Angeles, 08. That was 08. Wow. 08. Um, 15 years. And then now GNR. So again, just going over their albums here. Um, Appetite for Destruction, 87. Um, GNR Lies, 88. User Illusion 1 and 2, 91. Spaghetti Incident, 93. And Chinese Democracy, 08. Mm. So actually, both are in 08. That's funny. Um, uh-huh. I think out of all these albums, Appetite for Destruction is probably the, the best, in my opinion. I, I like that album the best. Yeah. Out of probably both, like the so you know, mm. Motley Crue and GNRs. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the best of all theirs, but again, like once you get to like user illusion one and two spaghetti incident, mm-hmm. again, I may like eight songs between all three of those albums. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Cause I was just, I had this in my mind. If I told you, you get a 16 song greatest hits from an uh, album from both of those groups, which one do you want to listen to? 
16 songs. Now, I'm not saying an EP. I'm not talking about just a handful of songs. Yeah, you you get 16, and I say, Matthew, you got to listen to these all the way through. This is going to be your jam. You're doing what you're doing. you got to listen to this through. Which one? And I go, I, well, I shouldn't put you on the spot. I go with Motley Crue there. Well, you will, well I can, we, can, we can go over them for a second. Yeah, let's do it. You say yay or nay. Okay. This make it fast. All right, hit me with this it. This is a Motley Crue's greatest hits. Okay. Um, and these aren't it's probably the same number. Sure. But, you know, we'll sure. go with it. Too Fast for Love. Yep. Yep, I agree. Shout out the devil. Yep. And I'll uh, just, if I disagree, I'll okay. say something. Okay. So if I don't say anything, I agree. Looks to kill. Yep. Too young to fall in love. Yep. Smoking in the boys' room. Yep. Which is, again. Great. Yeah. That's a, that's a great song. Home Sweet Home. Yep. Wild Side. Yep. Girls, Girls, Girls. Yep. Daughter Feel Good. Yep. Kickstart My Heart. Yep. Same old situation. Yes. Yes. I forgot uh, about that one. Don't Go Away Mad. Yep. Just Go Away. Very good. Uh, without You. Yep. Primal Scream. Yep. Sick uh, sick Love Song. Mm, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, afraid and Finishing It Off, If I Die Tomorrow. Yes. So Love that one. Uh, yeah. So again, out of those, I'll not be were there. Five sixteen off the top of my head. Yep. There might have been the last two might not if I die tomorrow, but the one before those. No, Primal Scream little, and um, um, uh, the other. Yeah, yeah, well, right. I think that kind of shows that you know that song might not be as good as. Mm. The, but but you know again ninety percent of those were, you know again you're yes. listening to yeah really for good. sure definitely um, so again just going through Guns and Roses right. this is probably about the same actually number list okay here, so you're gonna you're gonna learn something about me with this one i want to just tell you that but okay. go ahead yeah um welcome to the jungle yep sweet child of mine yep shadow of your love nope nope uh patience yep paradise city yep uh, knocking on heaven's door yep civil war uh, I, i'm not a huge civil war fan to be quite honest with you um i think the course could be better personally that's just me uh, and i'll actually have something to say about it okay the other songs but uh, I like Silver War, but I can see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it would be a better song. I think it could be a better song, but go ahead. Uh, you Could Be Mine. Uh, 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 that's probably my favorite. Honestly. Really? Yeah. Um, Don't Cry. Yep. November Rain. Yep. Live and Let Die. Yep. Um, eh. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I like it, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to play that one. Okay. But ain't it fun? Yeah. No, uh, I'm gonna say no. Part of me, yeah, yeah, I may. It's I, fine if it's like on shuffle and it yes. plays. Then I'll, I'll okay, play. okay. I'll put it that way. Since I don't have you, yeah, um, and sympathy for sympathy for the devil. No, uh, yeah, I don't really like their cover. So okay, we said maybe two songs on the Motley Crue album that we were like, yeah, and this one uh, we were sixty percent of them we like, but there's still forty percent I'd say I didn't. And me yeah yeah and then for me i think and it might just be because they're so popular i can i do not want to listen to patience pie ever again <laughs> or played uh, out huh? city yeah they're way just played out um i think i'll still will obviously play sweet child of mine that song was just of course too good it's a perfect song but uh patience sweet child not, still not sweet but uh patience and um the other one i mentioned i'm blanking on um uh paradise city Mm. I probably don't want to listen to those again. Okay. And I think just from like going that brief album reviews uh-huh. of their greatest hits, um, Molly's were just, again, just way, just, you know, again, top to bottom, more solid. And like I said, you know, 
not many skips on the Motley Crue right. album. And at least with Guns N' Roses, you're you're you know you're skipping a couple of them. Of course, of course. Um, and I get again, GNR is the biggest out of these four. You can't argue that. Nope. But Motley is again. This is we're doing the, the biggest hair metal band, the best mm-hmm. hair metal band. Um, they have to be number one. I hundred percent put my stamp on that. I totally agree. Yeah. We've agreed on this all night. It's been a good night for us. We've agreed. I totally agree with you on this one. Uh, I personally, personally, I like them better and also, yeah. uh, subjectively and also, but, but not personally, I think that they are the, uh, biggest, uh, they, if an alien comes here tomorrow and wants to know, uh, you know, I want to know more about this hair metal. Uh, yeah. I give them Motley crew. I don't give them anything else first. Yeah, I would like in. Uh, so for me, it's very. I like. I agree. Uh, again, the biggest hair metal band, the best, um, is probably Motley. Now, a conversation we will have eventually. You know, if we keep on doing this, which we will, um, is the like I said B levels. So yeah. Um, now that these we we could probably do six because there's so many uh, like of these b levels because there's even c levels but we won't probably get that far mm-hmm. and i say c level like uh girl school or vixen <laughs> or like exciter don't hear those names yeah these groups that and again girl school is a good song a mm. uh, very good song uh vixen uh i want to say there's what's their song edge of a broken heart i think of their song yeah um i think you're right um and again if you want to say well not what's her name the blonde female singer uh uh lita ford there which you go maybe hair metal maybe not but uh yeah i guess so i hadn't thought about it but i guess so well, right so so i think but we probably won't ever talk about those until we get uh um desperate um but like to the stripers the dawkins the cinderellas the white snakes we'll talk about those eventually and i think those i'm more passionate about sure uh because for some reason I've just gravitated to those more. Yeah. Um, for one way or another, I think just their music is for me. I just like it better. But um, but again, of the big four, the best selling, the again, the dictionary definition of hair metal bands. These are the big four. Yeah. And Molly's again, I think the top to bottom, their catalog's the strongest. Of course. And again, they've kind of flown the flag. You know, and they, you know, they've never turned their nose up against it. Like yep. Dr. John Bon Jovi, and musically, they they are hair metal. They're not like GNR, where it's kind of bluesy and yeah, kind of more rock based. You know, yeah. So with a bullet in my heart, it goes uh, it goes Motley Crue yeah. first. Yeah, Motley Crue. There you go. You had you heard it here first. All right, dude, that was fun. You got a uh, that was really fun, actually. I'm yeah, glad. I like that. I didn't know I didn't know how that was gonna go. I I, I felt good about it, but uh, it went even better than I thought. So, uh, nonetheless, you got any you got any cool things for the week? Any recommendations? What you got for me, honey? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, and this is and so I went on a little bit of a rabbit hole. Probably my favorite thing to do is go on YouTube and just let, flow. I have nothing else to do. Right. By by myself. Uh, and I think I did this Friday. Um, I probably just watched YouTube for probably at least two two hours. Mm. Just different videos, nothing long form, but just like videos, people singing and stuff, and 
kind of let it go um yeah so walk away with some inspiration some okay. recommendations I love it um and we, we i know we mentioned this briefly when we did the elvis episode ages ago now right um so i guess i, I was want to preface by this recommendation by saying it's very easy to like just say oh elvis is the king of rock and roll but that's almost like it's almost like known like you know it's almost well, so well known mm-hmm. there's no like you need like there's no examples of Elvis is the king. This is the reason why he's the king. You're right. Uh, so to give a recommendation on that, um, the performance of If I Can Dream from his live special mm, 68. Yes. Again, if you want to know why Elvis was the king, is that, you know, that's a fucking good example. Just a that's damn all. good example. All right, he sings his tail off and he sounds great. Um, again, he's not juking and driving, kind of like, you know, jailhouse rock that everybody knows Elvis for. This is, him singing his singing his tail off, and it sounds like one thing. I was thinking about this before. One reason I was thinking about why that's so good to me, uh, and I think that song because it sounds like it's a one take type of th- like this is me. I'm just gonna sing this song for you. Like there's no bells and whistles. It's just like this is my voice. This is me singing. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems pretty raw, not right. like you know done up or anything. Yeah, um, there you go, raw. Excuse me. Uh, another performance I want to mention is and there's several of these because she's a pro at this um celine dion mm. my heart will go on and from the titanic yeah. i love that song and unabashedly i do and every time she hits that big note at the end it again i get teary-eyed chills chills every time unreal the way she she always hits it and again she's she's probably seen her 60s i imagine 50s yeah. or 60s gotta be she still can hit those notes because there's performances now and back in the day right just all time obviously all-time great song and again she sings it magnificently yeah and i do want to have a two two new recommendations all right uh, another synth wave group kind of started listening to called lebrock l-e-b-r-o-c-k um song called chemistry they're a little bit more rockier than the midnight who's still my favorite but uh some promise there have to dig deeper and um, a group that I've just found out that I know I've showed to you recently called the Proto Men. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they don't have as much original stuff, but they do. Um, they, are, they have some albums of covers that are unique covers. So these are like Mr. Roboto they covered. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a whole live, uh, live Queen cover of like just, you know, like 15 songs that are just Queen queen songs they did like a, like a, a queen night at one of their shows yeah um great performances they sound great again they at times you forget it's a it's a, another group you, you know you, you listen to it, it's like okay this is just a great queen song mm-hmm. and you're like okay this is not queen but it's still very good right so the recommendations there um that's my big four I like what it. You, what you got? All right, dude. Uh, uh, really fast, and you brought up the protoman uh, that you uh, Matthew mentioned that to me over the weekend. Um, it got me really thinking, and I don't know even know if this is more for this is probably something I should talk about to Matthew off podcast. But I thought, you know, I think it's a good topic. Um, I wrote this note in my phone um, how we need some, and I'm not a golden buzzer, but I thought a, go, a golden buzzer type signal budding something where. Uh, to get for people to understand uh, some something where we can relay the message, we really want people to give something a serious listen. And the reason I say that is because me and Matthew, for many many years now, uh, we 
tell that we tell each other things to check out. Or we'll we'll like, hey man, check this out. I heard this. Um, and every time Matthew tells me to check something out, or I tell him to check something out, we do. Uh, but I might not put as much stock in it every time, uh, yeah. or he might not put it much stock in it every time. But if he tells me like to really give something a good listen that he really likes to give it a good listen, I give it a close listen every time. So it's almost like. And I don't want to say feed off the energy because if he tells me he wants, uh, if he says check this out, I check it out every time. But I put more stock in it when I can tell it's something that it might be a little bit more near and dear that he really likes. And I was like, you know what? I've got to come up with some way where uh, when we want people to listen to something, whether it be our recommendations or just whatever it might be, uh, that we say, hey, this is one of those. Uh, and even though, and, and I guess what got me thinking about this, I was like, you know what? Me and Matthew are the only grading system on albums that I know of. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of them out there. I just don't listen to that kind of podcast, but I was like, you know what? Maybe we make that our own and we make this our own. Uh, so anyways, that's random. I know. Uh, and then one thing that I'm not going to have you answer tonight, but uh, at some point next episode, I'm going to have you answer. I thought I saw this was really cool. It's on the Queen uh, Twitter account. They asked this question a few days ago. It says, if you could only listen to music from one Queen album, what would it be? And uh, that was a very interesting question uh, that I could not answer right away. I, I had to, you know, it's really a, thought provocative question uh of course we like queen a lot uh, very very much so so i know matthew uh, does as well we uh it's one of those questions where i couldn't answer right away i was like i gotta really think about this one if i can only listen to one queen and i and i took it as they didn't say this i took it as for the rest of my life i can only listen to one album and i gotta pick and that might be a good topic one day we can give each other a few bands and say all right you gotta pick one album the rest of your life you know what i'm saying yeah so, anyways, I would love to hear your queen one. And again, you don't have to elaborate now. That's something we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could, that's a teaser. At some point next episode, Matthew's going to tell me that. Well, we uh, can just not we just do the whole episode about it. Hell yeah, let's so do it. So we'll just like maybe not go. Or we can go album by album and just like you know, you, you know, yeah, kind of rank them down or get to or, one. Or uh, yeah, like maybe we can just keep a tally or something. Well, yeah, we'll right. something out. Yeah, we, yeah we don't we'll, have to rank them, but we'll get to at, at the end of the episode. We'll have the one album for sure. The one album. Yeah, yeah. we can go through them and then we can get to the album. Oh, okay, okay. I love that. I love that. All so right, we'll do that. You guys are getting a damn Queen album next uh, next uh, yeah. Queen episode. So I'm very excited now. Matthew just hit it out there with that one. So uh, there's a teaser for you, uh, Matthew. I want to say this. I thought it was funny. Uh, I was like, damn, we need to name we need to name this episode somehow. Figure out a way to this episode john bon jovi uh or bon jovi <laughs> yeah. because our most listened to episode of all time is the titled bon jovi ain't rock and roll uh so that is our yeah. number one most listened to uh podcast it was from about a year year and a half ago uh and i i half kid it was funny because we were still not rec- we weren't recording with big boy toys yet uh like as we are today with mics and stuff laptops we were still on the phone and uh, me and matthew were riding to a grocery store nearby uh, to buy some groceries, and uh, we're in my truck. We had this, the phone hit and record sitting in the middle piece right beside us, and we were podding about how much Bon Jovi's overrated and he's not rock and roll. You'd have to hear it. It's a whole thing. Go back and check that one out if you get a chance. Um, but nonetheless, we've already told you what we got for you next episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Matthew, I think we should listen to Queen, dude. Definitely Queen. Yes. So uh, that goes without saying. We're going to listen to Queen. We're going to listen to Queen this week. We're going to talk about them. 
next week's going to be a queen episode. And at the end, you're going to finally find out after all this time what our favorite queen albums are. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I appreciate you guys listening as always. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but nonetheless, see you guys in. Love you guys. Peace. See ya.